0: This is the Iowa State Athletics Sidecast. This
1: Sidecast is brought to you by VanWall Equipment. Visit any VanWall location today to test drive the full lineup of John Deere compact utility tractors with the power and versatility to conquer anything this season. I'm John Walters. Today's Sidecast is our weekly visit with our Cyclone Radio Network analysts, Ryan Harklaw and Eric Heft. Can the Cyclones make it four straight at home over TCU? It's a tall task. The Horned Frogs played in the National Championship game a year ago, and they are still loaded with talent. Should be a great one, though, on a special night at Jack Trice Stadium. We hope you'll enjoy this visit with Ryan Harklaw and Eric Heft. Well, guys, TCU comes in, the defending national runner-up. They're off to a 3-2 and two start this season. I still see an awful lot of talent on their football team, a lot of speed, a lot of physicality. I watched a game with West Virginia last week. That was a completely physical football game and I came away super impressed with both teams but especially West Virginia in that one but this is a good team coming into Jack Trice Stadium on Saturday and Iowa State's really gonna have to play well to win this game
2: they are gonna have to play well I mean Iowa State's margin for error is slimmer than maybe it has been in some other years but you take it playing against a team that Granted, they lost a lot of good players, but they've replaced them with some really good players and what they already had on their roster. I mean, they've, we've, talked about TCU speed for years. The biggest difference over the past two years, in my opinion, for TCU has been the physical nature with which they've been able to play, because that maybe hadn't been their strength the previous few years under Gary Patterson. They're a strong team, and I think defensively, they're solid. I mean, they rush for over 100 yards every game. They have great balance. So it is a challenge. But at the same time, it's a game Iowa State has a great opportunity to win.
0: They do, and, and you look at this game, and most of the time you would think of TCU as being this defensive power with Gary Patterson in the back days, and it, it obviously has changed the last two years, and they ended up in the in the finals last year, obviously, and you know they got outclassed a little bit last year in the finals, but they still have the talent that got them to that point, and you look at their past games, you know they they put it up on Houston, they they really put it up on SMU, when they played them, and again they went you know, and, and had West Virginia last week. And it was a really good football game, 24, 21, they lost, you know, so now they're going on the road, they're going to be motivated. And they got a lot of talent on that team. They, they know they need to win this football game as they come into here. So they have the guys in the locker room that are experienced. and They have the guys in the locker room that have been successful in this league in the past.
1: Well, one thing Iowa state has been able to do against TCU and, they, and keep in mind, even though the game last year got certainly away from Iowa state in Fort worth, Iowa state won the three previous meetings and they have won three straight at home over TCU. But when Iowa State's had success against TCU under Matt Campbell, and he's four and three against the Horn Frogs, they've been able to run the football. And obviously, Brees Hall was a big part of that. But even Eli Sanders had his career high last year in that loss down in Fort Worth. Iowa State has had some success running the football. And we saw little glimpses of that last week. I think that'll be a really big deal for Iowa State if they can run the football effectively this week.
2: Without a doubt, I mean, I think you look at the first three games that TCU played this season, and they did a great job of holding their opponent's ground game in check. The last two, not so much. West Virginia rush. Now, they, West Virginia has a terrific offensive line, and they're good at running the football, but they had over 200 yards, 158 the game before you know, with SMU, so they've shown some cracks. Also, you know, Johnny Hodges hasn't been available, outstanding linebacker for the last couple of games for TCU. But teams are starting to figure out how to run the football against them. And I think, man, Iowa State showed glimpses of, more than glimpses, actually, against Oklahoma, their ability to run the football. I just have to believe that if Iowa State can rush for 120, 140 yards in this game, it gives them a terrific, terrific opportunity to win.
0: It does and and you know, I think what led to that, especially, you know, throughout that game was our passing game and, and not being stubborn. You know, and I think that we're not good enough to rush the ball stubbornly yet, where you want to just they can put seven, eight, nine in the box and you can still run the, the ball because you're so good up front and you and you're so dominant. We're not there yet. And that opened up when you, you have a big couple of big pass plays, those safeties gotta drop out, you know, and having an extra safety outside the box versus inside the box makes the entire difference. And Nate Schulhaus is coming a long way as well. And, you know, you look at how young his offense is and, and how he's brought that offense along. It's done a nice job. But again, take what they're going to give us. And if they're going to sit two safeties back, we have the ability to run the ball. We did that last week. And if they want to bump them up, Let's go deep. And I think that that really showed last week against a good Oklahoma defense. I think there would be some good signs of that defense that you'll see when they go to the Red River rivalry this weekend against Texas. And I think that you'll see that that defense is is a pretty stout defense that we were able to move the ball on really well during the quarter and a half of that game.
2: And the other thing, too, if you look at TCU's last four games ever since uh, – Shador Sanders kind of torched him. No team has completed even 50% of their passes in a game against the Horn Frogs. So outstanding corners. So it's not necessarily going to be easy to throw the football all the time. We have to find a way to get that balance. I agree with that. And yeah, Bud Clark is a real ball hawk on the back
1: end. He had five interceptions a year ago, has a couple already this year. You got to be careful with that guy around. And Josh Newton, preseason all big 12, I agree. They have they have a very good secondary. But I love the way you put that, Hark. I think that's exactly right. You can run the ball but you, you're not there yet to be able to do it stubbornly. That's a, that's a great way to put it. One running back that I think has the potential, certainly, to break a big one in this game is Abu Sama. You know, We have seen Brees Hall have some 70, 80-yard-type touchdown runs against TCU, and they do give up some home run plays. Even last year when they went to the, the playoff, they gave up a lot of 20-plus-yard plays. Ken Abu Sama, and we saw this against Oklahoma, where if he makes one more guy miss he's going 70 maybe maybe this is the game where we see Abu sama take one to the house
0: you look at what he's done in that game if he cuts to the outside he is going seventy yards you know he kind of took it down the middle I thought he made a, a freshman mistake and in high school no one ever caught him there you know what Brees learned to do is get to the edge and once he broke through he got to the edge and and gave himself a little more time to break the angle on the defense and if he breaks the outside there, I don't think they're able to catch him. He just is, is learning the speed of, of the Big 12, and, you know, he did have a breakout game. I thought he was really good throughout the game. We've seen it, and we've seen flashes of it. Man, did it feel good to have Cartavius there, too. I think Cartavius came out. I was worried he wasn't going to play as much as he did from his injury from the previous game, and I thought he looked good, strong, and he was tough throughout that game, and then the one that I still think is going to long-term be a big flash for us is Carson, you know, Carson Hanson. I think he's going to be a big time running back for us. There's some things with that screenplay. I loved it. He's great out of the backfield. He's a powerful, fast runner. And so it's just, it's a three-headed monster. They're just three freshman headed monsters. They're they're It's a good running back room. They're just learning the game right now. And
2: not to mention Eli Sanders too. Eli is the guy that, He continues to get better. The improvement he made from the start of last season to the end of the season was outstanding. And he's shown some real flashes too. I mean, once again, he's one of those guys that kind of has to be that one cut guy, but offensive line can give him a crease. He can take it a long way as well.
1: Today's Sidecast is brought to you by Van Wall Equipment. Van Wall Equipment and John Deere are proud to support Iowa's farmers in the field and Iowa State Athletics on the field. Let's talk about the blocking because I thought the offensive line did a nice job creating some holes in that run game. I also thought that the tight ends blocked as well as we've seen them block all year. and I thought the receivers blocked really well, which is why some of those big runs happened. I thought Jaden Higgins had a a great block on Sama's 15-yard run. So that piece of the puzzle, guys, feels like it's coming along. And you got to give some credit to Ryan Clanton for continuing to put in the things that he feels can make that offensive line successful. But I think as a whole, the offense is blocking a lot better, and that can create some big plays.
0: There's some violence. They played with that violence they talked about Saturday. Like that is, it came alive, you know, and I've seen it in series, but I hadn't seen it throughout a game. And I think that what I saw on the sideline in the game and then in the locker room even after the game that offensive line mentality changed. Like it's, it's a light switch went on, and so that's probably what I'm most excited to see on Saturday. Is like, okay, can we can we maintain this that attitude? You know, you want your offensive line to to think like an offensive lineman, but to act like a defensive lineman, which is pretty tough. You know, that aggressive nature and behavior. And I saw that on on Saturday, and it was really great to see. Now, obviously, we slowed down there in the second half, but overall. I was really excited what I saw from that offensive line and front and the tight ends. They they matter too. Like they're a big part of our running, our run blocking, and they did a much better job, had a little bit more violence in their blocking as well. So I was really encouraged of what I saw Saturday. And I think
2: Grant Treiber was able to play the whole first half. And I thought he was outstanding. And you know, you're right, the offensive line and the tight ends, I thought it took a real positive step. But you know, you don't just bring in a new coach and change the way things have been overnight. I mean, it's a process, and I think the process is starting to show some real results as these guys really understand game situations. Oklahoma was a tough matchup. They played different fronts. They moved guys around all over the place, probably one of the more difficult fronts to block that Iowa State has faced all season long. So uh, I thought overall they did a really good job, and again, that bodes well going forward.
1: When it comes to quality, comfort, and exceptional style, insist on the authentic brand label. Embrace authenticity in your wardrobe with authentic brand, collegiate, and corporate branded attire, the favored choice nationwide. Well, Oklahoma certainly presented some challenges offensively to that Iowa State defense and a similar challenge this week And the Chandler Morris is gonna get up there and run plays quickly. He, maybe even more than Dylan Gabriel, has the ability to run the football maybe not quite the accurate thrower that that Gabriel is, but certainly still 66% on the season. And then a bunch of weapons in the passing game and a really good running back in Imani Bailey. So this is a TCU offense with a lot of weapons, and Iowa State has to make some corrections to be able to get the kind of defense on the field this Saturday that we've become accustomed to with John Haycock.
0: And that starts with containing the quarterback. you know. And I think if there's been a struggle with this team defensively that's really leading to probably more yards than we should be giving is – not pressuring the quarterback when the quarterback is leaving the pocket. We're not containing him. And so, you know, people think it's, you know, I hope they don't believe it's a systemic problem. It's not, it's, a, it's still the great defense that we know. There's one piece in that thing that I think is causing real trouble and that's pressure up front with three and containing the, and containing the quarterback with those three to four uh, individuals that are up there. So if we can find a way to get pressure naturally, like we have in the past and most importantly, we can contain him, this defense gets fixed real quick, you know, and I think that's where we got to get, we got to be a little bit better up front with that. And if we do that, I think there's a lot of improvement that you could be seeing with defense.
2: You know, the crazy thing, you know, I'm looking at stats and numbers, you know, stats can be, you can frame them to to support whatever case you want to make. But if you look at, Iowa State has 40 quarterback hurries, you know, and eight sacks. TCU has... Considerably less than that. They have 16 sacks, which is a concern, you know, but not that many quarterback hurries. And I know sometimes it's subjective things, but yes, Iowa State has to affect the quarterback more. But once again, we've seen that quarterback run scramble, sometimes it's been scrambles that that are so demoralizing on, on third and you get a team behind a change, third and 10, and a guy runs for 12 or 15 or more. I mean, those are demoralizing and more demoralizing for a young defense than I think it is for a real experienced defense. But I think some of the real stress in this matchup will be Iowa State's ability to defend the RPO. One of the things that Chandler Morris is really good at is making the right read. And we saw him hit, hit a big touchdown pass early in the game against West Virginia last week. For Iowa State, the safeties have such an important part in that run game. And one false step and the slant can go to the house. I mean, I think that's one of the things that you really have to be very cognizant of when you're playing a team that's really good at running the RPO. And I, and I think TCU is. That's a great point. And Morris,
1: even though he's listed as a sophomore, is an older guy. He's actually older than Max Duggan, you know. So (laughs) this is a guy that's been around for a while. He (laughs) ran for a touchdown against Iowa State in the Big 12 championship game when he was playing for Oklahoma. So he's been around for a while. But I I like your point. I forgot that.
2: Holy cow.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's been a while. But guys, I think you both hit on it, and I think you're both exactly right. That's the contain, you know. Pressure's great, and you want to get pressure, and you have to get pressure. You can't give him six seconds to sit back there. But at the same time, I think Matt Campbell would rather have him stay in the pocket than get outside the
0: pocket. I think that's where he's more dangerous. Yes, he is. He's very dangerous outside the pocket. It's just We saw it last week. A lot of what we're doing is if we're playing man coverage – and what can happen is you're, you're, the, the receivers are running off our defenders and everyone's like, where is that, all the defenders? Well, they're playing man coverage. They're running downfield the with the guys, you know, they're on coverage on and it just opens up the run game. So rush lane responsibilities is key to that because you're right, because Coach Campbell wants to keep them in the pocket. He wants them to stay there as soon as they start moving around. And it, I'm going to tell you as a defender, it is miserable when you have a quarterback running around like, like we've had on us where they can make a throw, make a run. And you just like, you put your hands in the air. Like, what do we do? We got to keep this person in a little five foot box. If they get outside that box, you got problems.
1: Yeah. And I think one of the things too, is with Morris, we talk about like, well, Curtis Rourke had some 15 yard runs. Mm -hmm. Morris is a guy that could take that same run and go 30, 40. He's really fast. And so it's, it's a scary proposition, but you know, I, I do feel like, Maybe Iowa State's youth at linebacker is getting exposed a little bit as we get deeper into Big 12 play. And there's nothing you can do about that, guys, to get older in the middle of the season. But these reps have to be so valuable to these guys, and they're getting more and more reps. So you just hope that now that we're kind of midway through, that some of that is going to uh, allow itself to these guys looking more like veteran players, even though they're still very young.
2: And Hark, you can speak to this. There's nothing as telling, or something that can help you improve as being able to view game tape, you know, live action. And now we, you know, Coach Vite and, and Coach Haycock certainly have the opportunity to show these guys and, and these young players.
0: Okay, this is what we need to do, and this is what happened here. I mean, the film doesn't lie it doesn't. And that's where you do learn. Like you, you, you hate to say it, but sometimes you make a mistake and it's the best thing that can happen to you. Cause you learn it and you've seen it. You're like forever. That's burnt in your mind. Like, okay, next time i see seen this formation, or I see this motion, this is what this means. And the reason Gary Vaughn looks so comfortable out there is cause he's seen it all. You know, there's nothing that he hasn't seen before. And he picks up to uh, picks up on it so quickly. So when he's out, it makes a way bigger difference than we know just because of that experience. He can talk to those young guys out there in direct traffic where, you know, you have three young players out there looking at each other like, "Whoa, what are we doing here? Shift, right. Okay. Why are we doing that? There's a guy coming in motion. It's not natural to him yet. And again, the more they see it, the quicker they're going to get better, but we are starting to see some guys emerge, you know, Caleb Bacon, he played some great series in Oklahoma city, you know, he's a walk on (laughs) kid, but man, he, he, there was one series where we did get him three and out finally, and he made all three plays. And there he is starting to emerge as a young player that I think long-term is going to be a really good football player for us.
1: Yeah, Gary Vaughn, the only senior in that group. And, I mean, everybody else that plays pretty much freshman or sophomore. And and so it's, it's the hand they've been dealt. They were very young in that position, and they're just going to have to keep getting better. But I think we're starting to see a little bit of that. On football Saturdays, our John Deere run of the game is brought to you by Van Wall Equipment. Nothing runs like a deer, especially when supported by the team at Van Wall Equipment, the Cyclones' John Deere dealer of choice. Guys, this is going to be the uh, only home game in October. So, got to take advantage of that home field while we got it. And obviously, it's going to be an emotional night with the Jack Trice Legacy game. But Iowa State has won 19 of its last 24 home big 12 games. So they've had a home field advantage that they've been able to create. Now you got to go take advantage of it this week.
2: I think, you know, being the Jack Trice legacy game, it does mean more. It's a big game. Obviously, the throwback uniforms are great. fantastic, but it's so much more than that. And it may not mean that much more to our fans. Uh, I'm sure they all appreciate that, but it means a lot more to the players and the coaches. And, and I think you know if there's a if there's that dig down
0: a little bit deeper kind of game, you know I, I think this could be it. You're right, Eric. This does mean more to the players. this I mean this this still means a lot to me because of how coach Mac. You know, made us aware of Jack Trice and and what he was to our university and to Iowa State. It also goes abode for like our past leadership at this university. You know, and and doing what was right in a tough time. You know, and and I just think that as people learn and understand the Jack Trice story more, the more they'll get behind it. You know, and 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 a lot of programs will come into. Iowa State and they're going to see the tri-stripes on the buildings and you know they may not know what that means but every fan in the stands knows exactly what that means and what that stands for and that's why we got to continue to build this legacy of Jack uh, because of what he was but it represents him and the administration at the time for doing what's right and I just think it was uh, just such a great reminder for all of us you know that that uh, uh, you know what he went through and and what our university is all about.
1: First black athlete at Iowa State and the only black athlete to have a stadium named after him in college football. Those are some, some pretty special things and it will absolutely be a special night and a special weekend because Sunday's the closing ceremony, the the 100 year anniversary of Jack's death out at the Campanile at noon on Sunday, they're going to have a ceremony out there, which will be very special too. But obviously emotions are going to be high. I expect Iowa state to play a great football game on Saturday night. And if they do, I think they got a great chance to win. It's not going to be easy. They're playing a really good opponent, but I, I feel good about these guys going into
2: this one. Yeah, so do I. You know, I, I just think all hands on deck in this one. And and I think Iowa State has the talent. I think they're showing improvement in a lot of areas. And just clean up a couple of things, keep that quarterback in the in the pocket and go home with a with a great win. And we're also at the point in the season too. We've got some real opportunity games coming up, some real some real legitimate opportunities, you know, to to get to where you want to be over the next few weeks. At Cincinnati next week, you know, you have the bye week after that and that Baylor. I know those are road games, but I think Iowa State has favorable
0: matchups in all those games. They do, and, and this is one of them. I think this is a real measuring stick for this football team. And, you know, as you came into the season, there were a lot of challenges. You know, we did lose some players with the investigation and so on and so forth. And if you think about it, we lost a, 20% of our starters were impacted. That is a major impact. I, I don't care who you are. I don't care if you're Ohio State, that impacts you, you know. And, and so we have grown past that. It, it's pressured our growth. To, we had to speed it up quicker than we probably planned to do. But wow, look, what, I mean, Rocco Beck doesn't have this opportunity and and without that and look what he's become. So there's been a lot of good and positive things that have come from this, you know, that that we we are having. But it, it, you just knew if there was going to be some bumps in the road. You know, we've seen it. We've seen the highs of the first one and a half quarters in, in Oklahoma. But we've also seen some of the lows, you know, in this, this the back half of the first half was was pretty rough, you know, and that was in the same half of football. And that's just a young football team. So. There's a lot of exciting things. They're, they're fun to watch. It's fun to watch them grow. You know, we just need to stay behind them as they, they continue to grow through this. And, and I think we'll have a really, really good chance to do some special things with this team someday. All
1: right, guys. We'll see you Saturday night.
0: All right. Let's bring it. Let's go. Go Cyclones.
1: Today's Sidecast was brought to you by Van Wall Equipment. Stop by one of their locations and learn how to farm better, work smarter, and play harder when you run with Van Wall and John Deere. Thanks for listening.